Doghouse. I'm Diana. And I'm David. It's Riverdale, Season 6, Episode 7, Chapter 102, Death at a Funeral. Following the explosion at the Andrews' residence, Archie assembles a team to help him rebuild his home. Jughead copes with his new reality. Veronica breaks some news to the town, which later prompts a visit from her mother. I can't believe I'm actually saying this. This is the most wheels-off, ludicrous, dumb episode they've ever done, and I love it. It was dumb, but it's like we had the foundation for everything, so like, all right, let's go. They have chosen to just do the absolute wildest fucking takes they can, and I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't love some things, but that's fine because it is Riverdale, but it's... It's fun. Nobody has ever accused the show of being like thoughtful, super creative entertainment. Yeah. Why bother leaning into that when you could just make it as bonkers as you fucking want to? Mm -hmm. I think what's really making it work in a lot of ways is all of the characters are very much realistically reacting to the bonkersness of it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's all ridiculous, but they're all also the same characters they are. They're just like, this is weird, but I'm still me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so that that's what makes it work. Cause otherwise, if they were all if they were all weird too, mm -hmm. then it would just be a mess. Yeah. So we start off with Jughead staring at a notebook and he's talking about how he lost his ability to hear. And there are things that he can do just like he could before. He can read, he can eat hamburgers, he can kiss Tabitha. But there are some things that he may never be able to do. And so he feels like his world is shattered. And so he's he's sitting there with his notebook. It's blank. And he just takes pencils and breaks them and throws them. So Jughead's having a hard time. Mm -hmm. uh, under, understandably so. And I, I just want to say I do like how they handled all of the Jughead has lost his hearing thing. I'm still nervous. <laughs> oh, I'm very nervous because it's Riverdale, but it all made sense. I... It, it all made sense and was fine and wasn't gross. For right now, they have done a very solid, realistic portrayal of somebody who has lost their hearing. Sure. Suddenly. Yeah. Go over to Archie's house and he's got a, a crew of people there to work on the house um, he's like, all right, let's have a productive shift. And then we cut directly to Betty mocking him for having a safety meeting because she's got his hand in a vice and she is trying to like press it as hard as she can. And Archie can't feel it. <laughs> so they're, you know, they're just dumbfounded and Archie's excited. He's like, my childhood dreams about becoming a superhero are coming true. Oh, my God. Which is funny and is a lovely in reference to both the comic and just some of the bullshit that's happened in the show. It's so ridiculously on the nose. Yeah, it's perfect. It's almost so on the nose that it comes back around to being legitimately working again. <laughs> sure. And so Betty's like, hey, have you talked to Jughead? Because he was the third closest to the explosion to which Arch's like, fourth closest. Don't forget bingo. Don't forget bingo. Yeah who is apparently driving Alice crazy. <laughs> and so Archie says, no, I haven't. And Betty's like, well, I've left a couple messages, but he hasn't answered me back, which again, makes sense. They don't realize that he's lost his hearing. Yeah. So of course he hasn't, he hasn't responded to voicemails. Yeah. None of this doesn't play. 
no, that's fine. We go over to Thornhill and Britta comes in. Grandmistress Rose, which, okay, seriously. <laughs> if we're going to get hung up there, we've got so much Rodeo with them. Like... I know, seriously. Well, she's like, hey, shit with Master Cheryl, also gross, is weird. She doesn't seem like herself. No shit. <laughs> and then Rose is like, well, that's because I transferred Abigail's soul from your body into hers via an arcane ritual. To which Britta's like, okay, so where did Cheryl go? As she dissipated into the ether, into nothingness, there is no more Cheryl Blossom only. And then Abigail Cheryl comes in wearing the most absurd outfit ever. <laughs> I mean, she looks amazing, but it is absurd. And she just goes, Roseanne, do all the ladies dress like harlots these days? <laughs> I do love that. I do love this. Pious Cheryl is very entertaining. And so... We kind of get this back and forth, and essentially, we find out that the Blossoms basically used to own Riverdale. Nuh-uh. Big fucking shock. So we've got to get back to the town, which is apparently being governed ineptly. That's why Nana brought her back. By the Council of Four. So that's where they're going to start. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay. Wh- whatever. <laughs> I just... There's so much... There's so much there. The fact that it takes one line for Nana to just unravel the entire evil plot to Britta. I mean, I appreciate the efficiency. It's so fast. I was like, wait, what? You're just going to do it now? Mm. That's amazing. (laughs) So we cut to Archie's with Jughead now, and he has just now found out that he can't hear. And he wants to know if anything weird has happened since the explosion. And Jack is like, besides losing my hearing? And Archie's like, I'm just curious. And Jughead's narration says, I'm not sure I believe him. Well, Archie's being the most suspicious. He's being the most suspicious, but it's also the type of thing that hearing Jughead being asked that question might have thrown away. Yeah, and it's one one of the things that's cool is that you know, of course, they're trying to communicate with him, and this just happened, so they're communicating by like note cards. Yeah, and so we're reading it. But I think what's so cool is that, and sometimes it's a little hammy, mm-hmm. especially with Tabitha. Yeah, but for the most part, there's really good like face and body acting from everybody, which is really interesting. Yeah, they're acting as though the actor cannot hear so like it it's playing well we go over to veronica who is staring sadly into a mirror yeah she's sad but then we cut to her in her casino office and she's talking to reggie and basically she lets him know what happened her dad's dead and how he's dead and reggie's like maybe it's a fake out then reggie figures out you lied to me. You told me you called off the hit. And basically, he calls her evil. <laughs> and Veronica's like, well, fine. You know, but there's more. Uh, Buckle up, buckaroo. Uh, we're having the memorial service in the casino. Grandmother's coming. So is my mom. And Reggie's like, do they know the truth? And Veronica's like, no. Why am I tell my mom? Never tell my abuelita. Not abuelita. Uh, she'd never forgive me. <laughs> she wouldn't let's be real which is like this is so dumb but then reggie says 
should I say I'm sorry for your loss or congratulations? Which is complete, which is rude, but completely fair. And also fair. She goes, I don't know, Reggie. I just don't know. Here's the thing. This whole storyline is so ridiculous. And there's some points that I just hate with it. Sure. But Camilla acts it perfectly. She acts it perfectly. And while I hate that the only interesting thing we're getting from Veronica's character has to do with her father. If you're going to get rid of Hiram, we have to tie this up. Like, this is a process that we need to go through. Yeah. And to that end, okay, I'm I'm okay with all this. This makes sense. What I like is that for once, we are seeing the real honest emotions of Veronica mm-hmm. and how she feels about her dad. Yeah. I hate that it took them killing him off in the sixth season of the show to finally figure that shit out. <laughs> Yeah. But I got to say, they did a pretty good job. (laughs) Yeah. She did a pretty good job. I don't know about the writers. So we go over to Pops and Kevin has baby Anthony and he's talking to his dad and he just says, hey, I'm staying around for a little longer. So I'd like to take you up on your offer and be your deputy. So he's going to be Deputy Kev. They're happy. They cheers. No, he's going to die so sad. He's so going to die. It's so Kevin old. is so dying this season. Oh my god, he's it's he's gonna die in the worst way. <laughs> so then we head over to a Doritos commercial in the Andrews kitchen <laughs> uh, because KJ Appa is perfectly holding a Cool Ranch Doritos, which are the best Doritos, um, like like angled perfectly so that Doritos is uh, straight, and he's just pulling chips out. It's great. I love it. They've done this so many times, and I, I love the fact that they. They do it subtly, but they do it subtly in the most obvious way. It's very much that, can we have our money now, please? (laughs) Yeah. And so Archie has told Betty what's up and, you know, yeah, well, at least he's got Tabitha. And Betty gets a phone call. And apparently uh, Glenn's car was found outside Pop's diner and no one's heard from him since he was supposed to be leaving Riverdale. So... Glenn's MIA and this is weird. Ooh. We go over to the casino and Abuelita's there. And so is this dude, Geraldo, who is her godson. And he takes care of her. And blah, uh, blah, blah, blah. Here's the guest list. Oh, Veronica, you have to do the eulogy to it. She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Abuelita is like, um, you're doing it because who's better than you? <laughs> Do it for me. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) I love how much Abuelita flirts with Reggie. Oh, very nice. Reggie is good with the older ladies. It's muy guapo. (laughs) Muy guapo. (laughs) I loved it when she said that. Muy guapo. Abuelita's a little softer on Veronica, please. It is my one wish that you just do this. I was like, God damn it. Grandma pulled the grandma card. Pulled grandma card. Yeah. Go over to the Jabatha apartment, and again, we're seeing them talk with uh, note cards. I mean, Jughead just talks, but Tabitha responds with note cards, and we're just getting narration of what's happening. And we see Tabitha's looking at a pamphlet for cochlear implants, and she asks about ASL, and he's like, I won't need ASL once I get implants, but he has to wait six months. And she asks him if he wrote, and he just explains that you know, he used to listen to music and he can't do it. Um, he can't hear the clacking of the keys. And 
It doesn't feel right. And so he's very clearly scared and angry about what's going on. Yeah. And she's also visibly scared about what's happening as well. It's it's just real life. It's real life shit. Yep. (laughs) For somebody who has just suddenly, is just now suddenly dealing with something like this. Yeah. We come out of the FBI office and we're hearing a high pitched buzzing almost sound. And Betty starts rubbing her head. And so Agent Ling comes there. He's like, are you all right? She goes, yeah, I'm just having a brutal headache directly behind my eyes. To which Agent Lynn says, you know, it sounds like a migraine. And Betty's like, I've never had a migraine before. And Lynn drops off a box and says, hey, this came for you today. And so, again, this helps support my theory about, you know, do no evil, see no evil, hear no evil, all that. Betty, I could almost see losing her sight. That wouldn't surprise me. Oh, my God. But especially with the pain, it's affecting her eyesight directly. And she opens up this box and in it is a foot. A game is the foot. It's not gross. It was a good joke. No. As soon as we saw a box, did we not guess that there might be a limb in there? We knew somebody's body part was going to be in there. They're very fond of that trope on this show. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for them to copy the thumb drive. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's going to happen. What a good joke. It is a good joke. It's stupid, but I like it. <laughs> we go over to the El Royale, and we're, we're having a town council meeting. You know, they open it up to the floor. Archie gets up and is like, hey, can I get an extension on the permit for the dumpsters in front of my house? I'm like, yeah, sure. And like, oh, who's next? And Veronica gets up and is like, hey, my dad, he's dead. I'm cool. But, you know, you can rejoice now. Riverdale's big bad is done tormenting you. And so everyone's just kind of like, okay, any other announcements? (laughs) Hello, my name is Percival Pickens and I blah, 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 blah. So while all of this is happening, Abigail is there with Nana Rose and Britta commenting on these people like oh he must be some relation to archibald andrews and and it's just like like ooh, the pickens family uh didn't we used to know them and ann rose is like yeah our relationship did not end well alice asks percival hey are you related to general augustus pickens to which he just chuckles because oh yes don't worry um i'm not here to cause trouble Okay, I have something to say about this. I think I believe Percival Pickens is actually Augustus Pickens because he was definitely around the same time as Abigail. And I believe there's been some magic warlock switcheroo of some sort. So he's inhabiting this body same way that Abigail is. Oh, shit. That's my guess. Mm. Yeah. Frank is suspicious, by the way, which is just like, is Frank going to solve all this bullshit? Is that what's going to happen? Eh. Whatever, but they they can't kill Frank. I almost said Frank's gonna die. It's like, no, we can't kill Frank. No, Frank's not gonna die. But now I'm just like, Frank's gonna become, Frank's gonna be the Batman. I'm okay with that. To Archie Superman. So Percival's talking and then in walks Tony and Abigail's like, it's the spitting image of my beloved Thomasina. To which Britta's like, that's Miss Topaz. Tony Topaz? That's my paramour surname. You must tell me everything about this Tony Topaz. Which is like very absurd, but whatever. Oh my God, y'all. When this happened, I lost my shit. It was so dumb. I cannot believe that they decided, 
how can we retcon Shoni back into this story? How can we shoehorn that storyline back in? Mm-hmm. I know we'll bring in the weird 1800s witch version of Cheryl <laughs> back into the real story to somehow try to make this happen again. Eh, whatever. I thought it was hilarious. I'm not saying it's good. It's terrible. But it's so fucking funny that they decided they had to do this. Of course they had to. (laughs) Uh, We cut over to Jughead and he's in the apartment. He's just looking at his laptop. And his narration says that he couldn't go to the town hall meeting because he couldn't face people's pity. So he tried to write. He's, you know, he's staring at his laptop and nothing's coming to him. And so then he looks at his motorcycle helmet and that's what he wants to go do. Okay. So then we cut back to the town hall meeting and Archie and Veronica have a little chat in his office and he's checking in on her. Like, how are you really doing? And Veronica's like, well, you know, it wasn't too long ago. We were in your car plotting to take daddy out similarly. (laughs) And Archie's just like, yeah, but we were angry. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have gone through it. And Veronica says, I guess we'll never know. So she, of course she's not going to tell him, but I, I do like that they had this moment I, I wish it would have been a little more heartfelt. Like, I wish it had, there had been a moment where Archie said something to feel like, like, I know your dad and you didn't always get along. I certainly had my run-ins with him, but I know it, it sucks for him to be gone. Oh, I don't know. Archie's a little too self-absorbed for that right now. Archie's always self-absorbed, but. Also, we're setting, we're setting up Veronica becoming somewhat of a villain, so. Sure. And that's fine, too. But I, again, I appreciate that they had a moment to check in with them. So that's good. All of this is great for Veronica. Yes. Yes. And I think that's what's really great about these scenes. So we head on over to Thornhill and Abigail is talking with Britta. She's like, okay, where does Tony spend her days? And so she's like, okay, she's her guidance counselor. And Abigail's like, oh, that's great. Because, you know, Thomasina was a teacher as well. (laughs) And uh, basically, she's just like you're going to take me to the school tomorrow and you're going to be my Trojan horse. But why do they break up? And Britta's like, I really don't know. And Abigail questions. They were together, two women out in the open. And Britta's like, yeah. And Abigail's just, what a brave new world this is. <laughs> I was like, okay, sure. Like, yeah, that would be very shocking to anybody from the past coming to the future. Uh, it, it might like, take them aback. What? This is so blissfully ridiculous. I, I kind of love it. So we go we go over to Betty's room and she's explaining to Archie how TBK kills because <laughs> he clearly didn't know. And so they're just like, well, what are we going to do? And Betty's like, it'll be fine because I can see his aura if it's a threat like I did with Glenn and the orderly. Right. Uh oh. So her she's her mom's gonna spread the word on RIVW and she's gonna canvas the neighborhoods. Just just the way she explains it. It was like, doesn't he just kill? No, he dismembers people and leaves their body parts for you to find later. And Ar- Archie's face are just like, what? Yeah, like this is this is just normal shit, Archie. Like, come on. <laughs> uh, get, keep it up, keep it up, redhead. Like, he's just horrified. <laughs> So we cut to Jughead with this gash on his arm and then his leg, and we can hear the muffled sounds of Tabitha yelling. And, you know, he took his motorcycle out and he wiped out. And he just didn't want to tell Tabitha that when he was cruising, all was right in the world. Like he didn't feel like he was deaf. 
so yeah okay that's <sighs> another thing it's hard stuff like i i think the other thing that's nice about jug story is that they're going they went a lot slower with his than anybody else's mm-hmm. and that makes a lot of sense yeah especially for the situation he's in i don't know it just the the pacing of it works really well contrasted to like how hyper ridiculously fast everything else is moving Mm -hmm. so we go over to the fbi office and betty and agent lynn are passing out flyers to the rest of the the team and they're just kind of giving this speech about okay he he preys on the historically disenfranchised vulnerable communities he preys on unhoused because no one misses them, which is a horrible way to phrase that. I understand what they're trying to get at, but it needed to be like he preys on them because they are less likely to be reported missing. I just there's so much wrong with that statement, like so much fucking horrible about that. And then on the flip side, I was like, well, the FBI is going to FBI, you know, they're just yeah, it's the just... FBI is bad all the way around, <laughs> even yeah. in Riverdale. <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> go over to the Pembroke and Veronica gets a knock on the door. She opens it. Veronica Lodge. Yes. How can I help you? This is a release that states you're okay with us filming and using your likeness on television. She's like, oh, right. Sure. This is my favorite thing that has ever happened in this show. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am an unapologetic lover of the Real Housewives of Insert City here. I have, I love it. I've been following it since it started originally with the Real Housewives of Orange County. I'm here for it. No. Is it super fun for Hermione to be a Real Housewife? Absolutely. It is amazing. So she comes in and it's all absurd. She's like, baby, it's okay. I'm here. Let it out. Mommy's here. Hi, mom. (laughs) (laughs) It's so overwrought. Camilla's delivery. Hi, mom. So we go over to Archie's house and this dude who we've not met before <laughs> finds palladium while he was clearing out the basement. Huh. Yeah. And Archie's like, yeah, you know, I've kept a few pieces when I was mining. It's worth a hefty chunk of change. Hey, as a reward for finding it, I'll split it with you. And the dude's like, nah, it's yours. And Archie's like, okay, I'll tell you what, if you find the other piece, you can keep that one. Which, okay, he's just trying, you know, you found treasure. Cool. Like, enjoy it. Then they get it. Like, okay, it's break time. Going over to Alice's. She's got coffee. And so they go over to Alice's and Bingo will knock it down. Like, he's, you know, not yelling, but he's grunting. So this goes back to my theory of Bingo can't talk. Mm. He, but Bingo knows what the hell's up. He, he knows there's a bad dude in that room. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's grunting. But Bingo doesn't bark. Again, eyes, ears, mouth, body. That's what's going on. Mm -hmm. So uh, everyone's talking about how hot the coffee is. And Archie's just like drinking it down. Like, how are are you drinking that? It's too hot. And he goes, yeah, yeah, it's really, it's hot. It's hot. (laughs) And weird new guy staring at Archie. Is just paying a lot of attention to Archie, which, you know, of course you are. <laughs> go over to Tony's office and they're there to adopt Britta. And Tony's like, Yeah, that's great, but there's a lot of hoops you're going to have to jump through. And so Cheryl's like, Why don't you come over and uh, walk me through these steps slowly and methodically? Like, it's a very sexually charged the way she's talking to her. Oh my God, Abigail. <laughs> Which is absurd. 
And Tony's just like, does not, is not paying attention or it just doesn't face. And it's just like, actually I'm bartending. So that's where I'm going to be tonight. To which Abigail's like, perchance I will pay you a visit instead. She does that Vanessa Morgan thing of just like, yeah, no, (laughs) whatever. No. (laughs) So we go back to the Pembroke and we're having a filmed dinner. And Kevin says, by the way, thank you so much for inviting me. And Hermione is just like, oh, not at all, Kevin. I know you're a super fan. And this is going to be an extra special episode of reality television. All about how Veronica and I are dealing with the emotional fallout of Hiram's tragic death. I am so happy that they invited Kevin to this little sit down dinner. (laughs) Because Kevin makes faces and it's amazing. He has the best reactions. If there's one thing Casey Cott can do, it is react. Hey, this might be the last reality show Kevin Keller we get. Yeah, it's it's possible. Let's savor it. So Veronica's like, um, what? That's why we're doing this? And just, don't worry, honey, I'll, I'll guide you through it. <laughs> and so she's like, do you remember where you were when you first heard the news of Hiram's tragic death? And Veronica's not. She's like, mom, I'm not reducing my feelings to sound bites. And then we get this whole thing about her money saying like no i mourned him when i mourned the death of our marriage such a real housewife bit oh totally it's like i'm through shedding tears for that man and so veronica sends everybody out and she tells her like look it was me i'm the reason and hermione admits that she was always kind of jealous because veronica was you know his favorite you know um, it was always Hiram and his best girl. That was you, Veronica, not me. And then, like, she kind of does this, all, like, you can tell it's fake, never me. And Veronica's like, I'm so sorry, Mom. I was caught up in my drama with Daddy that I wasn't a good daughter to you, but I want to be one now. Oh. So, like, you said it, but I knew it. Like, they're still mic'd. Oh, there's still cameras in that fucking room, for sure. There's, well, hidden camera would not legally be allowed to be used. But they're still mic'd. So even though the cameras are gone, everything they said just got recorded. It doesn't come up in this episode, but you know, for fuck's sake, it's going to happen later. I bet you Geraldo gets it. Yeah. So her mind is just like, I can't tell you how happy I would hear you say that. There's nothing I want more. Blah, 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 blah. But oh my God, the, the twist she makes, like she has an honest moment. I don't think there's any yeah. problem with her being like, I was jealous. Like, that's an sure. open, honest moment of communication. And then she just twists it mm-hmm. to where Veronica has to be the one that feels bad. Yeah. This man has died. So, of course, you're fe- like you divorced him a while ago. Your feelings about him are going to be way different. Your child's father has died and you are making it about you. Oh. Yeah. Not- I'm like, I've never wanted Hermione dead more. I know, and I've been calling for her death for a while. By the way, Geraldo will find out about this and kill Hermione. I'm fine with that. We go over to Archie's house, and, you know, he's hearing some creaking and whatnot, and he goes upstairs, and he falls through the floorboard, which, you know, his house exploded, so shit shit ain't up to code. It's fine. (laughs) But he's groaning and moaning, and then he realizes that he's bleeding. And, like, dude just got hurt. Ruh-roh. We go over to the Jabatha apartment and Tabitha has found a person named Daniel who has experienced this late in life deafness. And so he learned to sign and read lips and he now helps people 
who have journeys similar to his own and he wanted to help him and Jughead nods to him yes and they make appointment for him to go to his office so this is good like this is a supportive partner trying to help help them like this is this is all good and real life stuff and and Jug is reluctant but also like I gotta I, I gotta try anything I gotta <laughs> to do something yeah he's got he's got to do something <clears throat> uh we cut on over to Betty and she's asleep on the FBI couch and then we see this hand pet her face and she wakes up and it seems like she's handcuffed mm. like she can't get we don't see it but they're like the way she moves her body it's like she can't she physically cannot get up from the couch see I thought she was on the floor she was she was on the couch I don't know I, she's just sleepy <laughs> she's sleepy Betty the way this was staged was weird because why wouldn't she get up and run or hurl her? Like, it was weird. There's like, and it sounded like she was handcuffed. I don't, I don't think so. But, well, they never show it. So it's very hard to know, to be able to tell. I think so, she's just taken by surprise. Yeah, but no, but she can't get up when he goes. That's the thing. So, okay, TBK's there. And she's like, how did you get in here? Glenn's access card. And they're like, is he still? Yes, he's proven extremely hardy. And she's like, why are you here? And he's just like, I came after reading that you nearly killed in an explosion. And then Betty's phone starts ringing and it's Archie. And TBK says, you and Archie are getting close. Don't make me go after him next. And she's like, try it. He'll kick your ass. And so will I. And we realize he's gotten his hand, Glenn's hand. And that's the hand that he touched Betty's face with, which is really gross. <laughs> And so he's just like, oh, Betty, I've missed this. And her cell phone continues to ring. And that's when she, it's like she's struggling to get up as though she cannot go over to the white worm. And Cheryl drinks a beer or takes a sip. It's a tad tart. Might I have some more butter in it? (laughs) I don't have any butter, Cheryl. And since when do you drink beer? (laughs) This is so absurd this is absurd this was funny though it's so funny because especially because tony is just so ridiculously deadpan with it of like i don't know what the fuck is happening right now i don't don't know what your damage is but i don't care so you know abigail's all like you know i'm here about the my i've been thinking about my past the town past your past and tony's like what about it how much do you know about your ancestor thomasina uh, she was a great, great aunt of mine. And for what I can remember, a Spencer school mom. That is a falsehood. Thomasina lived her life passionately and drank deeply from the juices of the world <laughs> until she was murdered by that warlock pirate, which is the greatest definition of a person ever. A warlock pirate. I love this. This is my. Which is why Tony laughs so hard at it. Like, there's no such thing. And then Fang shows up. He's like, hey, babe. And he's like, being all lovey dovey. To which Cheryl goes, <gasps> and they're like, oh, sorry, Cheryl. We told Kevin. We just hadn't gotten around to telling you. Fangs and I are together now. And she's just like, how did that transpire? Well, we've known each other since we were kids. And after having a baby, just- a baby? Yeah, baby Anthony or son. Of course, and quite the cherub he is. <laughs> I have to get back to Fair Britannia. Mother's work is never done after all. And she leaves. And Fang's like, what was that about? <laughs> Which Tony's like, I have no idea. But Cheryl doesn't even seem like Cheryl to me. Uh, oh, Chabagale. <sighs> yeah. It's so funny. 
It's so fun. Just how offended she is at Fangs. I love it. Ben Fogarty, the warlock pirate. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it could not be better. It could not. Ugh. We go back to Archie's kitchen, and Betty's talking about how she couldn't see the aura. She's like, maybe he's in my blind spot. And Archie, you know, talks about like, hey, I got hurt. Like, my invulnerability is fading. And oh, what's changed? Um, you know, what's your kryptonite, Superman? And he goes, oh, one of my guys found this. What if this is my kryptonite? And he's, he's holding the plate and it's like, take it, keep it away from me. And let's see what happens if it's not near me. And so he's like, well, you know, maybe my powers will come back. And then we cut over to Betty and we see that someone has moved away from the window. So clearly someone's listening. It's TBK. A shadow. A shadowy figure. Okay, I think I might have figured out the couch thing because she's saying that she's like, I felt like I was getting a pickaxe to the brain. Okay. I think she was having one of her migraines. Okay. I think that was what was causing her to, to be still there. So instead of seeing an aura, she's getting this pain instead. So she can't really see or function. It's anytime she's looking at something of TBK. Yeah. So right. like, because well, when she's looking at the picture and she gets it the first time, it's Glenn's uh, car. Yeah. So something about him or something that's going on is causing her to like not be able to see him yeah yeah but she's gonna lose her sight that's like i can guarantee yeah. you that's gonna yeah. happen yeah so we follow jughead to daniel's office and jughead has told him that his biggest worry is that he'd never write again so daniel tells him to sit in his office alone for five hours and just start writing down your thoughts and that should help jughead get comfortable with the silence and Jughead said, you know, says that he'll do his best. Yep. We go over to the Pembroke and Hermione has laid out a spread and Veronica's like, oh, this is great. Um, is this food I can actually eat or are we filming? <laughs> Which is, you know, appropriate. And Hermione wants to recreate the conversation for filming. And Veronica's like, but that was real for me. And Hermione's like, well, it was for me too. And so we'll just just do the, the essence of it, not the part about you killing your father, just the emotional part. You know, our core wound about you taking me for granted. Like, so she's completely manipulating her daughter. Great. Veronica agrees to it. You can see Veronica being like, well, shit, thought yeah. I had something here. Okay, mom, whatever. <laughs> this woman has to die. She has to die. We go over to Thornhill and Abigail comes in the room and she's completely distraught over oh this whole thing. I'm positively bereft. Like she collapses into a chair. She's like, Miss Topaz is dating Fangs Fogarty. She is so extra in the best way. Yeah, this is pretty great. And so Nana Rose, well, I for one am relieved. I reincarnated you to get back what is ours, Riverdale. Not so you can consort with some serpent trash oh my god and then abigail sits up do you refer to my thomasina as serpent trash and then we get this thunder rumbling and the wind howling and all of the shutters burst open and then shut behind abigail <laughs> you forget yourself old woman but don't worry abigail is here to remind you and uh, abigail throws nana rose into like a mid-century dungeon it's a room filled with hay it's a stable i think okay yeah stable makes more sense but she locks the door yeah great 
I lost it. That was funny. That was beyond hilarious to me. Yes, it is so stupid that they are trying to somehow bring Choni back in this weird way. But on the flip side, they made it so ridiculous that it's really fucking funny. <laughs> it, it's it's a lot. And Madeline Petch is just chewing scenery, having so much fun playing this role. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really good. Yeah, they're clearly having fun. So we go back to Daniel's office and Jughead's narrating. Five hours later, I hadn't written a word. And Daniel tells him it takes time. And Jughead notices that it was without a trace of judgment. And then he gave me a graphic novel to read, one he'd written and drawn about his experiences navigating deafness. He said it might help me, and I said I would read it. So, okay, cool. Dude's just trying to help another dude. I like it. Great. We go over to the casino, and Veronica's in her office, and Anatole comes in. And she's like, I already paid you your blood money. Oh, yes, you did. But I'm here for another job. What, to kill me right before my father's funeral? Seriously? (laughs) (sighs) And Anatole says, you American woman, you think you're so tough, but you don't have the slightest idea what you're doing. And in the end, you just turn on each other like rats and kill each other. To which Veronica's like, wait, who hired you? Was it? And Anatole just shot clean between the eyes. And in walks Geraldo. Uh, it's just like, you know, who sent the Russian, do you think? Uh, if I had to guess, it was Hermosa. She's pretty pissed at me. And uh, so basically, he lets it, lets it out that he knows everything, but Abuelita oh. doesn't know because that's part of his job. Yeah. Nothing ever touches Abuelita. And Veronica's like, so you're just a really good actor? He goes, yes, but it also helps that I don't see the world in black and white. It's all just shades of gray. No person is just one thing. Veronica's going to sleep with him later. Huh. I'm, I'm Maybe. putting that out. Um, I, I think uh, she's going to sleep with him later. But also, how convenient that he reveals this right before her eulogy. Yeah. <laughs> so then, then we go back to Jughead, and he's made a comic book. The graphic novel was the key. He used to write by hearing words, auditory, but Daniel's graphic novel showed him the workaround. And so, uh, you know, so he's he's done a few pages. And so... Uh, he kisses her for not giving up on him and for never giving up on him. So that and I kissed her. And it's just like, what? Yeah, it's so weird. They are weirdly the most chaste couple in this entire fucking television series. Yeah, we have never seen them get down and dirty. I'm like, really, y'all? I mean, you know, good for them. Like they yeah, they fair. it's more than just one thing. That's cool. We come on over to Archie's house and the dude is there and he's like, hey, what's going on? Guess what I found? Holy crap, you must have done some digging. Where did you find this smack? Archie falls. And then I, 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 I do love a body pulled out of camera frame. I do enjoy that. So we're like, let's just say I really don't like random dude showing up is TBK. I don't like it. I don't think TBK is one person. Remember what I said about the weird family in the Blossom Cousins? Yeah. That it's a family of people. There may be a leader, but I also don't believe that this guy, Dennis, is actually TBK. I believe he works for the real TBK. There's some reasons to believe that this is not the pat answer that we want here, which I think is kind of cool. That I like that throwing us off the scent a little bit. Yes, I like that this guy is a TBK 
affiliate, but he is not. <laughs> Member of the TBK franchise. Exactly. <laughs> no, but that also makes sense. That would also complicate things. Until I see that person take off the mask, I don't, I'm just, I'm just not going to believe it. And also that's lame. I just do love whack drag. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Whack thump drag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we see Betty leaving Pops. She gets a phone call. TBK is at Sketch Alley. So she rushes over there and she runs down to the end of the alley and it's someone with a TBK mask and she take off the mask. He's like, it's not me. I'm not TBK. I was just paid 50 bucks to wear it and then deliver a message to the blonde woman. And she's like, okay, what's the message? Check the trash cans, <laughs> which is pretty funny. And so she goes over and kicks one trash can and an arm comes out. She goes, Glenn. The sort of serial killer tropiness mixing with the Riverdale absurdity. Yeah. Is both funny and also that like giggly creepy like, ooh, <laughs> I like it. It's very fun. Yeah. No, that I mean, that works. And we go to the memorial for Hiram. And this is actually a really good eulogy. It is. You know, she apologizes for all the, the things that her dad did. She's like, I'm sorry for those. But, you know, I also got to make room for the fact that there are things that were not so horrible. And so she talks about some of the nice things he did, um, which is sweet. And I really love that she's like, you know, I'm always going to love my daddy kids. I wish I didn't, but I do. Yep. Which is appropriate to the very complex relationship she has with her father. I also want to point out, as much as I love Reggie and Veronica, they are not going to end up together. She has never called him Reggie Kins. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Feel bad for my boy Reggie. No. Because, like, they're definitely better suited for each other. And that's not to say that I want Veronica. I don't. Fuck Varchie. I do not like Varchie. It's Barchie all the way. <laughs> Betty and Archie forever. But it's just one of those things. Like, yeah, that's doomed. She's never going to pick Reggie over herself, essentially. No. No. So we get to Archie. He's tied up. Um, and he's he's in the upstairs of his house. And, you know, TBK, maybe. We're not <laughs> sure. <laughs> Imitation TBK is just like, you know, uh, we're going to have a good old time chopping you up into little chunks. And then we hear downstairs, Archie, where are you? And uh, TBK is like, get rid of her. I'll hack her up too. Do it now. Alice, I'm just cleaning. I'll come by later. And she's like, well, you can, but your dog can. He was in my closet. He ruined my favorite kitten heels. Which is just, I, <laughs> or, uh, Alice uh, is so extra. So Alice extra. being Alice, goddammit. I love it. So she, she leaves Bingo there. And then Bingo comes up and Bingo starts growling. And then Bingo starts barking, which now remember. There's palladium now around. So if it's mm. effect if it's affecting Archie, it would affect Bingo too. Interesting. And also Betty has the palladium at the house and Bingo's been at her house. So Bingo's been around palladium. But prior to this, Bingo was not barking. Okay. All right. Archie starts yelling, kill, Bingo, kill. Which I I hate this. Oh my God. They explain this later, and they I'm so fucking mad. <laughs> I'm mad because I hate it, but I also find, I find the actual act hilarious. Bingo 
growls and charges at TBK and he falls through a window. And then I do really like how a good boy, bingo, good boy. Like it's cool. so cute because he's still tied up, but he's like trying to hug and love on the dog, which is very cute. But like, you don't do that to a dog that you've rehabilitated as a horrible. Oh, oh, they they say it out loud later. And I'm like, what the actual fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I do love Alice. We'll talk about compensation later. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> it's all stupid. I also like that you said imitation TBK, and now I just can't stop thinking. I can't believe it's not TBK. Yeah, basically. <laughs> imitation TBK. It's Apprentice TBK. Veronica says goodbye to Hermione. They're going to have Thanksgiving at the Barefoot Contessas, because Anderson and Andy will be there. Jesus. You know, she thinks reggie for coming he was the only one of the old gang who did and reggie was like i really enjoyed your eulogy i don't think i ever really understood what you had with your dad so if i didn't understand it what gives me the right to judge you in the first place what you did doesn't matter because i love you which is really sweet like reggie is just like a big ball of like adorable i love reggie so much so they start to kiss and then Geraldo comes in uh sorry to ruin the moment damn Dude's super quiet. <laughs> That's the other thing. They're going to try and misdirect us that Geraldo's TBK. And Geraldo's found a tape uh, that Hiram made during his final moment. So she should give it a listen. Cool. Okay. So we go over to Betty's house and they're just there. She's going to go. Like she needs to leave to pull TBK out of Riverdale. And then, you know, he'll get distracted. He always gets distracted. He does. <laughs> Interesting. And Archie makes the comment about, you know, thank goodness, you know, for uh, Bingo remembers his commands from his old dog fighting days. He saved my life. <laughs> gross. It's gross. It was so gross. And on the other hand, it was such a Archie. Yeah, I got mauled by a bear. <laughs> yeah. It was also one of those kinds of lines where it was like, dude, you are not you're not reading the actual thing behind here you're missing the point entirely yeah you big doofus redhead yeah and so he just says you know keep that uh plating away from me and come back in one piece like deal. <sighs> that's a loaded way to say that oh that's the perfect way to say that so veronica listens to the tape and she has flashbacks and she cries basically just it's Hiram saying how much he loves her and he's leaving the rum business to her which that was hermosa's yeah <laughs> so that's gonna be a problem yeah <sighs> so yeah so she said i just the whole way this tape goes down look it's it's our it's our final goodbye to mark consuelos and Hiram and all that sure but it is so ridiculous that he is somehow saying all of this right before they are going to execute him. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like right. what Anatole, the professional killer, is just going to be like, record your last moments for your daughter. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so we cut over to Thornhill and Abigail is, you know, doing her, is sitting at her her vanity. And then we see Cheryl is in the mirror. She is slamming on the mirror, like, let me out. Um, so Abigail takes a candlestick and smashes the mirror. No more of that, I think. And then we move the camera and we can see that Britta saw that. So Britta knows that Cheryl is stuck in the mirror. Oh, hell yeah. Which I'm into that. Like, that's cool. Because, like, of course, Cheryl's essence, her soul didn't just dissipate. Cheryl fucking blossomed. 
but I like this. This is interesting. I cannot believe I'm saying I'm excited to see what they do with Cheryl right now. <laughs> this is an interesting game to play. Like if we're got, like if we've we've entered into that, we're gonna bring you know fantasy witchy stuff here. All right, this is interesting. Why couldn't we have done this four seasons ago? Anyways. I don't know, but I do kind of love the fact that they were like, well, if we're going to do it, let's just keep it to Cheryl. So we cut over to Jughead. He's drawing at the table and, you know, we hear his narration. So the story hasn't been about things I can't do anymore. It's about the things I've learned to do differently and what new possibilities lie before me. And then we hear Tabitha say, did I leave the oven on at Pops? And Jughead hears this Mm -hmm. and he, he gets up and he's like, did you say something? And Tabitha shakes her head. And then we hear her in her head because her mouth is not moving. I'm sure I turned the oven off, but did I lock the door behind me? And Jughead looks at her and says, Tabby, which I hate that. <laughs> Are you wondering if you left the door unlocked? To which she just nods her head. And then we, we do this, the thing that basically we zoom in on Jughead like we're the lost titles. God, what memories. So, yeah. I don't know how I feel about this with Jug. So, Jughead's lost his hearing, but he's developed the ability to hear people's thoughts. So, that's how his thing has progressed. So, Betty's would be she loses her sight, but she's able to feel the aura. She can sense the aura of evil. So, like how Daredevil can, quote unquote, see. That's how she will be able to see threats mm-hmm. and people's auras. That's my that's my guess. Bingo can't speak, but he can sense something wrong and he could protect. I don't know what Archie's becomes. I don't think we want to know. I don't think so either. <laughs> I'm I'm nervous about what that becomes. Well, indestructible, but can't feel anything. Yeah. He loses all emotion. Like, yeah, he actually cannot anymore which would also be interesting uh so yeah like that's that's where we're at with those ideas they are on the precipice of either a really cool interesting storyline or a really fucking gross storyline <laughs> I, I mean it's both honestly it's, but it's a real tightrope walk and boy howdy they do not yeah. do that very well <laughs> no they're horrible at it <laughs> They are the worst. What I can't believe is one, we actually had solid character development. Yeah. Even for Cheryl fucking Blossom. Whom we despise mostly. Like, what? They did all of this bullshit in this episode and we came out going, I actually kind of like it. (laughs) All right. Well, let's go see how they may be screwing it up next week. (laughs) Okay. Well, Britta's going to take it upon herself to fix this problem, which I like. I'm interested in that. I'm 100% right about Percival. Oh, my God. He's going to bust people out? Oh, yeah. He's going to sweep the streets. Yeah. This is going to get real fucking weird. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, next week's called The Town, which really doesn't make sense in the Riverdale. It's a heist movie in Boston. Yeah. I'm whatever. 
I mean, it's going to be about the town. Of yes, Riverdale. I know, but still, do a better job. Gossip Girl was better at this than y'all are. Come on. <laughs> um, I just, I'm. It'll be interesting. <laughs> that's it. That's all. I think it'll be interesting. Uh, which is, you know, a compliment because sometimes it's really not. I honestly cannot believe that they were able to figure this shit out. It's it is bonkers to me. Yeah. Like the, they went in so many weird directions and painted themselves into such a corner. And then they had the weird miniseries. They had that episode 100, which is actually really good. And they come out and they've just decided, well, if we're going to jump the shark, we might as well do it in the most fun way possible. Yeah, they jumped the shark a long time ago. I believe I feel I genuinely feel like the bear was when they they jumped the shark. They still had it's good true. stuff afterwards, but that was the moment where just like you can't take this seriously. I mean, you we can. do, but the population at large shouldn't. What I what I think they figured out is, well, if nobody's going to take us seriously, then why should we bother trying to be serious? They didn't figure out shit. <laughs> No credit. No credit to the writers. Nope. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. Until next time. Hashtag Bulldogs, Bulldogs forever. forever. Thanks for listening. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.